This is Holden Karnofsky doing an amateur read-through of my blog post, The Track Record of Futurists Seems Fine. I've argued that the development of advanced AI could make this the most important century for humanity. A common reaction to this idea is one laid out by Tyler Cowen in a piece that I linked to where he says, how good were past thinkers at predicting the future? Don't just select on those who are famous because they got some big things right. Now, this is a common reason people give for being skeptical about the most important century hypothesis, and often for skepticism about pretty much any attempt at futurism, trying to predict key events in the world a long time from now, or what I call steering, trying to help the world navigate key future events. The idea of the skepticism is something like, even if we can't identify a particular weakness in arguments about key future events, Perhaps we should be skeptical of our own ability to say anything meaningful at all about the long-run future. Hence, perhaps we should forget about theories of the future and focus on reducing suffering today, generally increasing humanity's capabilities and technologies, etc. But are people generally bad at predicting far future events, including thoughtful people who are trying reasonably hard to be right? If we look back at prominent futurist predictions, what's the actual track record? How bad is the situation? I've looked pretty far and wide for systematic answers to this question, and Open Philanthropy's Luke Mühlhauser has put in a fair amount of effort into researching it, and I linked to a couple of his reports. So far, we haven't turned up a whole lot. The main observation is that it's hard to judge the track record of futurists. Luke discusses the difficulties in a piece that I linked to, and an appendix to this piece that I'll read goes through a bunch of, bunch of things. Now, recently, I worked with ARB Research to take another crack at this. I tried to keep things simpler than with past attempts. I tried to look at a few past futurists who A, had predicted things kind of like advances in AI, rather than predicting, for example, trends in world population. B, probably were reasonably thoughtful about it, but C, are very clearly not just selected on those who are famous because they got big things right, as Tyler put it. So I asked ARB, that's the consulting firm that uh, did this study, to look at predictions made by the big three science fiction writers of the mid-20th century. That's Isaac Asimov, Arthur C. Clarke, and Robert Heinlein. Now, these are people who thought a lot about science in the future and made lots of predictions about future technologies, but they're famous for how entertaining their fiction was at the time, not how good their nonfiction predictions look in hindsight. I selected them by vaguely remembering that the big three of science fiction is a thing people say sometimes, Googling it, and going with who came up. No hunting around for lots of sci-fi authors and picking the best or worst. So I think their track record should give us a decent sense for what to expect from people who are not professional, specialized, or notably lucky forecasters, but are just giving it a reasonably thoughtful try. As I'll discuss below, I think this is in many ways unfair as a comparison to today's forecast about AI. I think the predictions I'm looking at with the sci-fi writers are much less serious, less carefully considered, and involve less work especially work weighing different people and arguments against each other. And despite that, my takeaway is that these futurists, these sci-fi writers' track record looks fine. They made lots of pretty detailed, non-obvious-seeming predictions about the long-run future, 30, often 50 or more years out. Results range from very impressive, Asimov got about half of his right with very non-obvious-seeming predictions, to bad, with Heinlein closer to 35%, his hits don't seem very good, to somewhere in between. Clark had a similar hit rate to Asimov, but his correct predictions just don't seem as impressive. There are a number of seemingly impressive predictions and seemingly embarrassing ones. Now, how do we determine what level of accuracy would be fine versus bad? Unfortunately, there's no clear quantitative benchmark, 
I think we just have to look at the predictions ourselves, how hard they seemed, how similar to today's predictions about AI, etc., and make a judgment call. I could easily imagine others having a different interpretation than mine, which is why I give examples and link to the full prediction sets. I talk about this a bit more below. But um, my take, anyway, is that they weren't infallible oracles, but they weren't blindly casting about either. Maybe Heinlein was. Collectively, I think you could call these three sci-fi writers mediocre forecasters, but you can't call them hopeless or clueless or a warning sign to all who dare predict the long-run future. Overall, I think they did about as well as you might naively guess a reasonably thoughtful person would do at some random thing they tried to do. In the rest of this piece, I will first summarize the track records of Asimov, Clark, and Heinlein while linking to ARB's full report. Then I'll comment on why I think key predictions about transformative AI are probably better bets than the Asimov, Clark, and Heinlein predictions. Although ultimately, if they're merely equally good bets, I think that's enough to support my case that we should be paying a lot more attention to the most important century hypothesis. And then I'll summarize other existing research on the track record of futurists, which I think is broadly consistent with this take, although mostly ambiguous. For this investigation, ARB researched very quickly in about eight weeks dug through many old sources, used pattern matching and manual effort to find predictions, and worked with contractors to score the hundreds of predictions they found. Big thanks to them. Their full report is linked here, and uh, they say that if you spot something off, we'll pay $5 per cell we update as a result. We'll add all criticisms where we agree and update or reject it to this document for transparency. Next section, the track records of the big three. Subsection, quick summary of how ARB created the data set. ARB collected digital copies of as much of Asimov's, Clark's, and Heinlein's nonfiction as possible, books, essays, interviews. The resulting intake is 475 files covering about a third of their nonfiction corpuses. ARB then used pattern matching and manual inspection to pull out all the predictions it could find. It scored these predictions by how many years away the prediction appeared to be. So most did not have clear dates attached, and in these cases, ARB generally filled in the average time horizon for predictions from the same author that did have clear dates attached. Then they also scored whether the prediction now appears correct, incorrect, or ambiguous. I didn't always agree with these scorings, but I generally have felt that correct predictions at least look impressive and not silly, while incorrect predictions at least look dicey. ARB did another round of scoring after I highlighted some disagreements, and I didn't catch further disagreements after that, although I haven't looked comprehensively. Then ARB scored whether the prediction was a pure prediction about what technology could do, which is most relevant, a prediction about the interaction of technology and the economy, which is medium, or a prediction about the interaction of technology and culture, least relevant. Predictions with no bearing on technology were dropped. And ARB scored how difficult the prediction was, that is, how much the scorers guessed it diverged from conventional wisdom or what was obvious at the time. I give details on that in a footnote. Now, importantly, fiction was never used as a source of predictions. This exercise is explicitly scoring people on what they were not famous for. It's nonfiction predictions by sci-fi writers. This is more like an assessment of whether people who like thinking about the future make good predictions than an assessment of whether professional or specialized forecasters make good predictions. Now, for reasons I touch on in an appendix below, I did not ask ARB to try to identify how confident the big three were about their predictions. I'm more interested in whether their predictions were non-obvious and sometimes correct than in whether they were self-aware about their own uncertainty. I see these as different issues, and I suspect that past norms discourage the latter, that's being self-aware about your own uncertainty, more than today's norms do, at least within communities today interested in Bayesian mindset and the science of forecasting. And again, I linked to ARB's report with more details. So now let's get to the numbers. The tables below summarize the numbers I think give the best high-level picture. 
The full report and detailed files have the raw predictions and a number of other cuts. There's a lot of ways you can slice the data, but I don't think it changes the picture from what I give below. So I'll present each predictor's track record on all predictions, which is all predictions made out 30 years out or more. That's almost all of them. And that includes predictions where ARB had to fill in a time horizon. Tech predictions. So that would be the same set, but restricted to predictions specifically about technological capabilities. Then I'll present difficult predictions. So that would be predictions that ARB considered to have a difficulty of four out of five or five out of five. And then my final row in each table is going to be uh, the smallest, most unforgiving set. It's difficult predictions about technology with a definite date. And so we can look at and how they did on those. There's not a lot of those. Okay, so first off is Isaac Asimov. I'm not going to go through the whole table. I have the tables in the post. I'm just going to give some highlights. So for all of Asimov's predictions, there were 23 correct, 29 scored incorrect, and 14 scored ambiguous or near miss. And then I have the batting average type statistic at 44%, which is just the correct versus incorrect predictions, leaving out the ambiguous ones. Then on technology-only predictions... It was 11 correct, 4 incorrect, 8 ambiguous or near miss. On the difficult predictions, it was 10 correct, 11 incorrect, 7 ambiguous or near miss. And then on the most restrictive category, which is difficult tech-only predictions with a definite date, he had 5 correct, 1 incorrect, 4 ambiguous or near miss. So the full set of predictions is linked to from my post, but just to give a flavor, here are two correct and two incorrect predictions. All of these are predictions Asimov made in 1964 about the year 2014. So a uh, correct prediction was only unmanned ships will have landed on Mars, though a manned expedition will be in the works. Bingo and pretty impressive, pretty specific in my opinion. Then another correct prediction. The screen of a phone can be used not only to see the people you call, but also for studying documents and photographs and reading passages from books. I feel like this would have been an impressive prediction even in 2004. Then an incorrect prediction is there will be increasing emphasis on transportation that makes the least possible contact with the surface. There will be aircraft, of course, but even ground travel will increasingly take to the air a foot or two off the ground. Uh, That's so false that we now refer to things that don't hover as hoverboards. And then uh, incorrect transparent cubes will be making their appearance in which three-dimensional viewing will be possible. In fact, one popular exhibit at the 2014 World's Fair will be such a 3D TV built life-size in which ballet performances will be seen. The cube will slowly revolve for viewing from all angles. It doesn't seem totally ridiculous. We have 3D films, but it doesn't seem right. Of course, a side point here is that he refers to the 2014 World's Fair, which didn't happen. Now, a general challenge with assessing prediction track records is that we don't know what to compare someone's track record to. So is getting about half your predictions right good, or is it no more impressive than writing down a bunch of things that might happen and flipping a coin on each? I think this comes down to how difficult the predictions are, and that's hard to assess systematically. A nice thing about this study is that there are enough predictions to get a decent sample size, but the whole thing is contained enough that you can get a good qualitative feel for the predictions themselves. This is why I give examples. You can also view all predictions for a given person by clicking their name above the table in the post. So in this case, I think Asimov tends to make non-obvious detailed predictions, so I consider it impressive to have gotten about half of them right. Next up is Clark. So he had a lot of predictions, 129 correct, 148 incorrect, 48 ambiguous or near missed for a batting average of about 47%. 
And uh, similar batting average, about 51% on the tech predictions, 58% on the difficult predictions. And then on the strictest category, the difficult tech predictions with a definite date, he had six correct, five incorrect, and two ambiguous or near miss. So here are some examples. A correct 1964 prediction about 2000. Communication satellites will make possible a world in which we can make instant contact with each other wherever we may be, where we can contact our friends anywhere on Earth, even if we don't know their actual physical location. It will be possible in that age, perhaps only 50 years from now, for a person to conduct their business from Tahiti or Bali just as well as they could from London. And I am assuming there, based on the context, that conducting their business is meaning about a business call rather than saying there's like no productivity loss from not being in your home. Then we have a correct 1950 prediction about 2000. Indeed, it may be assumed as fairly certain that the first reconnaissances of the planets will be by orbiting rockets which do not attempt a landing, perhaps expendable unmanned machines with elaborate telemetering and television equipment. This does not seem like a super bold prediction. A lot of his correct predictions have a general flavor of saying progress won't be too exciting. So I do find these less impressive than most of Asimov's correct predictions. Then an incorrect 1960 prediction about 2010. One can imagine, perhaps before the end of the century, huge general-purpose factories using cheap power from thermonuclear reactors to extract pure water, salt, magnesium, bromine, strontium, rubidium, copper, and many other metals from the sea. A notable exception from the list would be iron, which is far rarer in the oceans than under the continents. That didn't happen. And then an incorrect 1949 prediction about 1983 Before this story is twice its present age, we will have robot explorers dotted all over Mars. I generally found this data set less satisfying and educational than Asimov's. A lot of the predictions were pretty deep in the weeds of how rocketry might work or something, and a lot of them seemed pretty hard to interpret or score. I thought the bad predictions were pretty bad, and the good predictions were sometimes good, but generally less impressive than Asimov's. So there were a lot of predictions, though. Uh, Overall, I I would just call this track record kind of fine. And then we have Heinlein. So for all predictions, there were 19 correct, 41 incorrect, 7 ambiguous or near miss. So that's a batting average around 32%. It's about 41% on the tech predictions. But on the difficult predictions, he had only one correct, 16 incorrect, one ambiguous or near miss. And only one of those had a definite, or two of those had definite dates. And he got one incorrect, one ambiguous or near miss. So my take on this is this seems really bad. And especially if you adjust for difficulty, My take was many of his correct ones seem either hard to interpret or just very obvious, like he predicted no time travel. I was impressed by his prediction that we probably will still be after a cure for the common cold until I saw a prediction in a separate source saying cancer, the common cold, and tooth decay will all be conquered. So overall, it seems like he did a lot of predicting outlandish stuff about space travel and then anti-predicting things that are probably just impossible, like uh, time travel. He did have some decent ones. Here's here's a decent one. By by 2000 AD, we will know a great deal about how the brain functions, whereas in 1900, what little we knew was wrong. I do not predict that the basic mystery of psychology, how mass arranged in certain complex patterns becomes aware of itself, will be solved by 2000. I hope so, but do not expect it. So that's, that's pretty good. He also predicted no human extinction and no end to war, which I would actually guess a lot of people disagreed with one or the other at the time. So the overall picture... It looks like of the big three, we have one, Asimov, who looks quite impressive. Plenty of misses, but a 50% hit rate on such non-obvious predictions seems pretty great. Then we have one, Heinlein, who looks pretty unserious and inaccurate. And then we have one, Clark, who's a bit hard to judge, 
but seems pretty fine overall. Around half his predictions look to be right. They tend to be pretty non-obvious. Okay, next section. So how about today's futurism versus these predictions? So the above are collecting casual predictions. No probabilities given, little to no reasoning given, no apparent attempt to collect evidence and weigh arguments, and it's professional fiction writers. So contrast that situation with my summary of the different lines of reasoning forecasting transformative AI. The latter includes systematic surveys aggregating opinions from hundreds of AI researchers, reports that open philanthropy employees and others spent thousands of hours on, systematically presenting evidence and considering arguments and counterarguments, and includes a serious attempt to take advantage of the nascent literature on how to make good predictions. Uh, the authors and I have generally done calibration training, which is a way to improve your use of uncertainty and probabilities, and tried to use the language of probability to be specific about our uncertainty. There's plenty of room for debate on how much these measures should be expected to improve our foresight compared to what the big three sci-fi writers were doing. My guess is that we should take forecasts about transformative AI, the thing I was just talking about, a lot more seriously, because I think there's a big difference between putting in extremely little effort, and in other words, basically guessing off the cuff without serious time examining arguments and counterarguments, which looks like what the sci-fi guys were doing, and putting in moderate effort, which is considering expert opinion, surveying arguments and counterarguments, explicitly thinking about your degree of uncertainty, which is what the AI timelines folks are doing. But even if you think that the extra effort is not useful, the version with very little effort doesn't look that bad. So if you look at forecasts about transformative AI and think, well, maybe these are Asimov-ish predictions that have about a 50% hit rate on hard questions. Maybe these are Heinlein-ish predictions that are basically crap. That still seems good enough to take the most important century hypothesis seriously. And now there's just an appendix where I talk briefly about other studies of the track record of futurism. So there was a 2013 project assessing Ray Kurzweil's 1999 predictions about 2009. Then there was a 2020 follow-up assessing his 1999 predictions about 2019. Kurzweil is known for being interesting at the time rather than being right with hindsight. A large number of his predictions were found and scored, so I considered this study to have similar advantages to the above study. Now, the first set of predictions he made about 2009, which was 10 years out, had about as many true or weakly true predictions as false or weakly false predictions. But then the second one on the 20-year time horizon was much worse. 52% of predictions were flatly false, and then the false or weakly false predictions outnumbered true or weakly true predictions by almost three to one. Now, Kurzweil is notorious for his very bold and contrarian predictions, so with that in mind, I'm overall actually inclined to call his track record fine also. Then there's a 2002 paper, which Luke Muehlhauser summarized, uh, and I linked to his summary, that assessed the track record of a piece called The Year 2000, by Herman Kahn and Anthony Weiner, one of the most famous and respected products of professional futurism. About 45% of the forecasts were judged as accurate. The year 2000, I think, was written, I'm actually not sure, um, but it was it was well below the year, well before the year 2000. It was a, a long time horizon thing. So about 45% of the forecasts were judged as accurate. And then Luke, who wrote the summary of the assessment, concludes that the authors were grossly overconfident because he interprets them as making predictions with 90 to 95% confidence. My takeaway, though, is a bit different. I see a recurring theme that people often get 40 or 50% hit rates on interesting predictions about the future, but sometimes they present these predictions with great confidence, and that makes them look foolish. Oh, and I just, this book was written in 1967, so these are 33-year predictions. I think we can separate past forecasters were overconfident, which I think is true, and partly due to 
clear expression and quantification of uncertainty being uncommon and or discouraged in relevant contexts. But on the other hand, there's another idea you could have that past forecasters weren't able to make interesting predictions that were reasonably likely to be right. And that does not seem true. So that's that's my basic take. And with that in mind, I think this study is consistent with the other things I've talked about. Then there's Luke's 2019 survey on the track record of futurism that identifies two other relevant papers that I linked to. I haven't read them beyond the abstracts. Their overall accuracy rates were 76% and 37%. It's difficult to interpret numbers like that without having a feel for how challenging the predictions were. And I found that a little tough to pick up from the papers. And then there's a 2021 post on the Effective Altruism Forum that looks at the aggregate track record of forecasters on Prediction Book and Metaculus. Uh, Those are websites where people can make predictions. And it includes specific analysis of forecasts five or more years out. I I had trouble making much of this because I didn't find it easy to draw conclusions about whether the performance was good or bad or how similar the questions were to the ones I care about. But that's my kind of survey of all all the information I know about on the track record of futurists. And overall, I think the track record of futurists is like, fine, okay, mediocre, not terrible, not amazing. I don't think that it shows that humans can predict the future effortlessly and with incredible accuracy. But I super don't think it shows that long-run futurism is futile. And I think when we're talking about what might happen with transformative AI, I think we're in reasonable ground to talk about it.